Hey everyone, I have an exciting announcement. Have you been struggling with your motivation lately? Feeling like 2020 is just a write-off? Forget big goals, clear direction, or creating anything of value. If you can just survive the rest of the year, you'll feel blessed. If this sounds like you, I am announcing an amazing one-day virtual retreat I'm creating called Reclaim 2020. I can help you take back your power, fuel your motivation again, and actually make 2020 your best year yet. I rarely offer services to the public outside of my long-term coaching program. So this is a one-time event and the early bird pricing ends August 15th. So get on it. You're going to feel like a different woman after one day with me. And if you're in Australia, Europe, or another part of the world that can't access the full day retreat, you're in luck. I'm offering a full replay mini course and bonus material and an opportunity to use these tools over and over again to create more wealth, success, and fulfillment. Head over to reclaim2020event.com or visit my website, sonyastatman.com, for all the juicy details. I promise you, you don't want to miss this once in a blue moon opportunity. Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Schott-Guzman. Today, we thought we would talk a little bit about being the CEO of your business, right? I think, especially now during these crazy times, I think a lot of us have kind of shrunk back into the day-to-day operations of our business, or we've just lost sight of the bigger vision. And I think it's so important that we really continue to move forward and step up into that CEO position to really create the businesses that we want. So I think this is a really juicy topic. We've kind of been touching on many pieces of this over the last, you know, month. So I think it's going to be a kind of a good wrap up of some of our other topics. What do you think, Laura? Yes. Oh, the stepping into the CEO uh, position is a reminder that I need right now, I believe, you know, because I think with everything sort of shifting us into our home offices. I mean, many of us worked remotely, but, you know, the quarantining and the COVID era has definitely shifted us into a time in which we are spending a lot of just time in front of our computers working in the business, right? Instead of on the business. And I, many days, feel like my own virtual assistant instead of of really stepping into the CEO position. Yes. Yes, I think so. And, you know, and I I think it encompasses, as I've said, a few of the topics that we have talked about. Because, for instance, really to be the CEO, we need to step into the wealth mindset, right? We need to step into that place where we're really looking at things from a bigger vision, from more space, from a wealth mindset to be able to see where we ultimately want to take our business and not get caught up in the scarcity mindset of we're never going to get there. We're never going to be able to take our business there because, A, we're exhausted that are A, we're doing everything. And I also think it really relates to the topic that we did on strengths because really as the CEO of your business, you should be operating in your strengths. You should be operating in your genius and you should be hiring and bringing into your business the pieces of your operations that are not your genius. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, this is why we occupy this leadership position, this role of the CEO is the ability to look holistically at a business, to be able to look across all of the different areas, all the different buckets and be like, okay, um, what is actually needed? What are my strengths as the CEO founder, whatever role that is that you occupy, you know, what is your strengths? What are you bringing to the business? And like you said, then where do you need to bring in a team to really support you? And if you're not able, you're not at a place where you can hire a business manager or hire these different, even a virtual assistants, I guess I'll back up. I'll say in order to do those things, you need to step into the CEO role. And then you can even look at platforms that you could bring in to automate some of those things. If you can't find or afford a person, you can most likely afford a basic platform to help you with some of those tasks. Definitely. And I think, you know, really the first step is you have to step into the CEO mindset, right? Just like the wealth mindset, we have to actually shift and change ourselves first. And I'll, I mean, I'll tell you a little story. So I've obviously been in business for 20 plus years and I've had lots of different businesses. I've, you know, been a coach for a really, really long time, decades. And I have always struggled with the idea of being a CEO, of having you know, employees, of having a structured business, of having a bigger business. All I could think of was the more, the bigger my business, the more exhausted I'm going to be. That is, That was my mentality. That was my whole mindset for decades. If I have a bigger business, I'm going to be more exhausted. And it took a long time for me to shift my mindset to realize that's not the way it has to be. Like, I can create a business as the CEO in any way I want it to flow, in any way I want it to be. And so in no way does it have to be some of these old paradigms that I've sat in for so many years. You know, like I've seen the people who are running big businesses. My dad was a businessman, you know, and I've seen what they do in in their lives and how they have never have time for family and how they, you know, are always exhausted. And I never, ever wanted to create that. I never wanted to have that experience. And so it took me a long time to recognize that by stepping into the CEO mindset, I'm actually stepping into creation. Like, what do I want my business to look like? It doesn't have to look like anyone else's business. It doesn't have to be any particular way. But also, what is going to make me happy? What impact do I want to have? If I could have the perfect big business, what would that look like? Uh, it's, that's a common myth because I have it myself and I've heard other of my clients say the same is that as you get a bigger business, it's just more responsibility and more exhaustion. So I'm grateful to hear you share that story of yours and, and just for us to kind of bring some light to that myth because it's, you know, it goes back to the work smarter, not harder. And we have to step into the CEO mindset to, to work smarter, you know, to really get clear about what is it that I'm doing here? Why does it matter? What is it that I do well? What is it that I need help with? And I think that these are the reasons why we pull back and we go on business retreats. This is the reason why we do meditation in the morning to get more space so that we can step into conscious leadership. Otherwise, we're always just kind of stuck in the minutia of things. We're constantly in the business and really just putting out those 
fires constantly instead of really building the, you know, putting the sticks on top of each other to build the big fire that one day will make the impact that you want to make in the world. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of this is a deservability issue, right? A worth issue. Like, and for some reason, so many women, especially in business, don't feel they're worthy of creating more wealth and more, you know, impact and a bigger business and time and freedom and an amazing life, right? Like, I feel like so many people struggle to feel like they deserve it all. Like, either they have to be the workhorse and carry all the load, you know, or they have to sacrifice their values. Like, there's all these ways in which we don't hold the whole picture in mind or don't hold it all or even believe that we can create it all so that we can create a big business that has huge impact, that is running efficiently, that is like a minimal amount of my time, that allows me to be with my family and that I have amazing people working for me and those amazing people are having impact. Like somehow we've lost sight of the vision to hold it all at once. Hmm. Yes. Yes. And I mean, usually this goes to something we just recently spoke about. This goes also to burnout. <laughs> like if you find yourself unable to hold the bigger vision, unable to find your value to in order, like you're, you're feeling that cynical, um, really depleted energy, then it's time to take a look at getting back to how are you creating time and space for yourself to step in to this mindset and that it does not happen by accident. The greatest leaders in our world, whether they're spiritual leaders or business leaders or educational leaders, they have had to learn to make this time for themselves. They've had to learn how to step in to that role. And it's like a a commitment and a discipline, right? To be able to create that space for ourselves. Yes. And you should be creating your CEO hat space like every week, every week, whether it's an hour a week or it's a day a week. That's how important putting that cap on really is so that you can see everything from a different perspective because I know that on you know say my my sort of workhorse days where I might have you know Tuesdays and Thursdays I have lots of clients lots of calls like I'm in a different mindset I'm in a like let's get on a call mindset let's be a coach mindset you know like that's the place that I'm at all that day and I can't switch in maybe the hour break that I have to a CEO mindset I actually need space around me. I need to be able to see things from a bigger perspective. I need to have that like eagle eye view over my business to be able to look at, am I moving in the right direction? Am I holding the mission and values that I really, really want? Because I think we have core values built inside of us, but so often our businesses are not aligned with those core values because we've been playing in the small area instead of, you know, up at the top at the CEO level. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to bring it back to the psychology of it all, it's almost like what you're, the story that you told, it's this fear of somehow stepping in to that leadership role is going to be more work or it's going to be, it just feels like more and heavier. And there's something I think we have to reframe. It needs to be the most fun that you have during the week. Like that when you step in 
to that role with your CEO hat, like if you mark that time on the calendar, like this is why you became an entrepreneur. This is why you wanted to create uh, some sort of solution. This is where we get to think more creatively and less routinely, less from some like formulaic, right? This is where we get to create outside of the box. So I almost like want to flip the whole script on this I'm saying this to myself as much as to anyone, you know, but to really know that when I step into that CEO, those shoes, those are my power shoes and that's where it's fun. And that's where I get to get reconnected to the passion of why I even do what I do. Yes, I love that, Laura. And and I think you guys we're what we're looking at is being our own CEO, right? So there, you know, I guess a lot of us sometimes when we think of a CEO or a boss or a business owner, we have all these perceptions of it, right? We have these previous ideas of what that means and what that looks like. But really, we have the choice to be any kind of CEO we want. We can be a fun and free one. We can be, you know, exciting one. Like we can totally align with our strengths. And so, you know, back to sort of that strengths concept that we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, if you are fully stepping into your strengths, right? You know, again, forget your weaknesses. You're stepping into your strengths. You're going to be this leader, the CEO that is aligned with who you naturally are. And that is never, ever exhausting. If you're exhausted, it's because you're operating in areas that aren't your strengths. That's the bottom line. Like when we're really operating our strengths, not only do we have more energy, we have more excitement, we have more direction, we create more wealth, we have more power. Like that's what happens when we're really aligned to our strengths. So you have like someone who might be a more strategic thinker and that's really their strengths. Well, they're going to be a strategic thinking, you know, leader, a strategic thinking CEO. And then you have someone who's a visionary and they might be completely inconsistent and, you know, not structured because that's their genius. Their genius is vision and disruption. And so then you're going to have a visionary disruptive CEO. Or if you're a relationship builder and you really, really want to just like connect and love on people, you can connect and love on your team and your team can connect and love on everyone else. So you are stepping into the CEO that is who you naturally are, not what we've perceived that looks like. Yeah, yes, yes. Let's underline that one. It's what you naturally are and not what you have perceived, not what you have internalized, right? Not what you have witnessed other people do. It's your manifestation. <laughs> like, what is it that you want that to be for yourself and in your company? And that is what's so exciting about entrepreneurship is that it's a place where we do get to draw outside of the lines. I actually heard a um, psychologist who also speaks um, about entrepreneurship say that there is a difference between a founder and an entrepreneur, that entrepreneurs you know, may have come about a business in a variety of different ways. They may have inherited a business. They may have bought a business. But when you're a founder, that means you're creating something. Your business is something that you're creating most likely from your imagination. And we have to then assume there's different structures. And so when we are founder, then often we move into that CEO slash founder role. And that is the role that we fought so hard that we've like paid all of our 
entrepreneurial dues in order to get to like this is the reward that you step into that role that you really get to be in a position where you're bringing your your dreams to life and for many women who own and operate and not exclusive to women but women predominantly what i see is they're so amazing at collaborative leadership and yet they are sometimes afraid to like hold their own value. Like you just earlier said, you know, it's like, it's a collaborative leadership step into the role of CEO and then pull people up next to you or, you know, pull the team into the places where you need them to be so that you can do your greatest work. So you can keep doing the gifts that you're innately here to give. Yes. Yes. And I mean, if you think about it, the CEO is the chief executive officer, right? Like the whole idea of the CEO is that we can create, right? We can decide. Like that's the role. Like we determine direction. We determine what values our business aligns with. We determine how everything rolls, right? But I still think so often we're stuffing ourselves into predefined boxes. So if you, you know, are a CEO, but you're also a coach, you've stuffed yourself into the coaching box and you never let yourself into the CEO box. Or if you are a web designer, you know, and you you put yourself in the web designer or you offer products or, you know, we kind of put ourselves in these little boxes and we think that's how we have to operate. That's who we are. But when we open that box to allow ourselves to be like, no, we have full license. We have an empty page. Even if you've had a business running, every day you have an empty page to recreate on. And that's the benefit and the beauty of a CEO position. And oftentimes we have to step into that bigger picture of what do we want, right? And this is one of the reasons why I really created the Reclaim 2020 event and why I feel so passionate right now about, you know, helping people have a bigger vision, have really step into something more. Because if we don't hold that bigger vision, if we don't look at where we want to go, what is that bird's eye view, right? What is that longer term place that we really want to step into and feel. We're not going to make the decisions that get us there. We're just going to keep on where we're at, what limited viewpoint we have. We're going to make small decisions, not big decisions. We're going to make scarcity decisions, not wealth decisions. And so it is very important that we step into that bigger vision and we look at what do we want our business to be? Yes. Yes. The big question. (laughs) what do we want our businesses to be? And it is really easy to get distant from that question when we get swallowed, I think, by the day-to-day operations, you know? And so, like I said, when we came into this conversation, I'm having this conversation as a reminder to myself that I am also finding myself in this situation a lot lately because I want to keep the business going and I'm also trying to pivot the business. And then there's all the social media that needs to go out and there's things happening and events. And, and yet if I don't step into the CEO role and I don't pull up and see the broader vision, then I'm not really progressing that vision of what is this business supposed to be? And, and, you know, and I know like we're not 
showing up with all of the answers here on this one. It's really a reminder to, to think about this mindset, to really cultivate it more in your life. And I mean, I'm actually thinking right now that I do want to put something on my calendar, Sonia, that's like my CEO time, you know, (laughs) you make it happen. Yes. Yes. I mean, I honestly have been moving into this position for a long time where I probably spend 50-50. I probably spend 50% of my time in the CEO position and 50% in my doing, right? Like in my coaching or my creation or, you know, doing more specific tasks for things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's been such an amazing shift, but I crave more, right? I crave like 100% CEO, yeah. you know? And so it's been really interesting, this journey, because like I said, I've been on this journey for a long time and for so long I kept myself small and for so long I kept myself compact because I just, being an introvert, being, you know, someone who really values and desperately needs space, being someone who needs a lot of time to go inward, right? Being that person, I thought there was just no way for me to have a big business and still do that, right? Every example I've ever had in my life was somebody who is over-delivering, over-responsible, like never has any time, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Like I have zero reference points for someone living as a CEO the way I would want to live. And so, of course, I thought it's not possible. It's not doable until I finally really stepped into my vision of it. And I realized, hell yeah, it's doable. And I'm going to create it. (laughs) I'm going to show everybody that it can absolutely be done. You can have a big business. You can have an amazing organization. You can have all the wealth that you want. You can have it all and still be introverted and still have plenty of time for yourself and plenty of time for your family and still live 100% aligned with your values. Like we can do it, but we have to be the CEO to create that. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> like we, we have to sometimes see it to create it. And like you're saying, we don't see it often, but we're seeing it more and more. And what Sonny and I are painting is the mental picture right now for yes. you that this is a space that you can inhabit. And it's a place in which you get to create. What does that look like for you? What does that mean? And, and really do some mental inventory. Um, if you see that you keep thinking, it just means more work or it's going to be um, more responsibility or, or whatever that is, like kind of just taking a moment to audit our thoughts a little bit of like, what's holding me back? And, and where do I need to see more women in the business arena that do occupy the CEO space more often? Where are they? And how can I, you know, look to that example more often than maybe stuck looking at these old examples in my head that are really outdated and that are not actually helping me move forward at all. Yeah. Look, we definitely, we have to be the ones to create the reference points. I feel like one of the reasons why I attract more clients who are introverted and, you know, more committed to balance and alignment of their values and feel like they're just not being represented in the business world is because 
they aren't. <laughs> like there is, you know, there is what we are taught around business, what we're taught around big business, especially in definitely corporate and politics and even small businesses and the very successful entrepreneurs is the people who succeed are the ones who are out there like maniacs, the ones who have that energy or at least pretend to have that energy to always be on the go and to be hustling and hustling and to be, yeah, I'm amazing and I've got it all and I've got it all all the time. And that's the reference points we have. And I feel like those of us who are different and who want to be committed to being different, we're really underrepresented. And so it's going to take more of us being committed to a new vision. So, you know, when you think about what you want your business to be about, like oftentimes we can think about it in terms of impact, what we want to deliver, what we want to change, but what do you want to experience? If you are the CEO, if you've got your whole team, if you've got, you know, all this wealth coming in, what are you doing? What what is your genius? What would feel so amazing if you only did X? What would you be doing? Because that's the place the CEO lives. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's the place where the CEO lives. It's where you hang out. And and it's where you deserve to be. And I, I think that deservability is is really something that we want to bring more attention to because for me as a therapist, I see, you know, that fall under kind of imposter syndrome when we're, we don't really, it's that inferiority, um, the doubt, you know, all humans have it. It's not just something that entrepreneurs struggle with. All, all human beings have struggles with doubt, but yet, you know, we are given an opportunity in our entrepreneurship to always be kind of checking that and just being like, okay, where am I not, where am I not feeling good enough? okay, why am I holding myself back? And like, I am the CEO of this company. I'm actually able to step into my genius. I'm able to shine. Like, this is what I'm creating. And when you need to kind of get over yourself, right? You just, if it's like, oh no, I can't do this. Who am I to do this? I think for me and for a lot of women, we are motivated by our ability to, to change the world, the impact. So just get out of your own way sometimes and just be like, okay, I am actually afraid that I'm not good enough to do this. Okay, that's imposter syndrome. So I'm just not going to make it about me. I'm going to make it about this team that I love or about my client or about the work that I'm doing in the world because it deserves me. It deserves my attention. You know, It deserves for me to show up in all of my radiance. And, and I think that that one is something that we just really have to to keep coming back to with compassion that we will have doubt and we will sometimes not claim that space because of some sense of not deserving it or not being good enough. But we are exactly the person that our company needs in, you know, in order to move forward. We're the leader of that company. We birthed this idea and we need to be able to occupy that space as much as possible. Yes, 100%. And the world does need you exactly as you are in your innate strengths. Not better, not once you transform, not once you learn this X, Y, Z skill. Like it needs you in your strengths now as the CEO strategically looking at where you want to direct your company, what kind of atmosphere you want, what kind of mission you want, what, what kind of impact you want to have. That's what the world needs. And as women, we have this opportunity to really change the paradigm of what a CEO is and does, of what a company is and does. We are 
are on the cusp of having so much power as women to really shift the way the business world has run before. And so, I mean, I'm ready. Let's do it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I feel it's time that we shift and redefine it all. And so it starts with us looking at what we want to be as the CEO and what, you know, inspiration and values we want to instill in the company. Yes, yes. It starts with us and it starts with our mindset and our um, love and compassion that we have for ourselves as entrepreneurs. And Sonia and I are always here talking about this stuff on our podcast all the time because we know that this is not easy. It's not easy to keep coming up against our emotional mindsets and all of the different trappings that we've learned throughout our lives. But it's possible to transcend those challenges. And, and the world more than ever needs female leadership. We need more women at the helm of these businesses, of these initiatives, of these organizations. And so I say, let's get to it. Let's occupy the, S, the CEO position yes. proudly. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us this week and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at soniastatman.com. See you next week.